My name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our walk with Christ. I always say faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, Yemi, what are we diving into today? Well, Philia, we are giving everyone a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles performed by Jesus Christ and we apply it to modern day life. Today, we are taking a look at the miracles that Jesus performed in Capernaum. So he performed many miracles um, during this time and we're going to get into it. This is taken, we're going to read these miracles um, from the book of Luke, but they're also found in Matthew and Mark. So we're reading from Luke 4, verses 31 to 41, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Jesus heals a man with unclean demon. And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, ha, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And when the, de and when the demon had thrown the man down in their midst, he came out of him having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, what is this word? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out of him out and come out. And reports about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. And he arose and he left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever and he, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now, when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And the demons also came out of many crying. You are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak. But they knew that he was Christ. Amen. Amen. So um, so the, the miracles in this passage starts with him first teaching. Um, he's in Capernaum and he's first teaching and a demon possessed man. He encounters a demon possessed man and the demon identifies Jesus. And Jesus rebukes the demon and tells him to come out of the man. He says, be silent. The next one, then he, you know, has one of his disciples, the mother-in-law is sick. He goes to her house. He um, touches her hand and she rises and the fever leaves her. And because of these miracles that he performed, like he was doing other things, right? He was teaching when the demon possessed man came. He probably was going to get a meal at this woman's house. When he um, cured her of fever, he was on his path to do other things. And because of these uh, miracles that Jesus performed, many came. It, the word spread and a lot of people came to Jesus and they saw him to heal their sick and to, to cure um, um, their loved ones of their demon possessed. And 
the and the word says that um he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them so there was not one person left out anyone who is in his midst that needed healing jesus healed that night that wasn't his, i don't think that was his intention i don't mm -hmm. think that's what he set out set out to do he set out to preach but he is a compassionate, loving God right. who, when he confronts the atrocities of this world, sickness, demons, he will rebuke them. He uses his power and authority because he loves us. This is what he's showing us, that he, he opposes sickness. He opposes unclean spirits. He, he opposes demon possession. And if he encounters them on his way, on his journey, He's going to rebuke them. He's going to heal. Even if that's not what he intended to do that day, even if that is not his mission, his mission was to preach and bring the message of the kingdom of God. But at the same time, he's showing you what the kingdom of God is about. It's about that love and compassion and that healing, that freedom of sickness and unclean spirits. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, sis, I really, really love the fact that you are emphasizing this power that, you know, uh, Jesus had in terms of laying hands, like even in the last miracle where he cured the, <clears throat> he cured the son, um, where he said, you know, he just, he didn't have to even lay hands on him. Mm -hmm. He literally just said, your son is cured or, you know, he will live. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It's like, he, Jesus was so compassionate that anyone who needed the help, he didn't go out to go do this. He had his mission, but in that glory that God had given him, it spreads to everyone. It's like being a doctor, right? You know, and of course on a much lower level, but being a doctor and someone is sick around you or on the plane, it is your moral obligation to, 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 to say and um, announce that who you are and what you're, you know, that you are a doctor so that you can actually do something and heal someone or, you know, at least do something to help that person at that time. And this is even on a grander scale. Like Jesus, that was his moral obligation. He had to do it. That was what he's put on this earth for. So I think in just knowing that power that of just laying hands, it shows us that Holy Spirit is in all of us that has accepted Christ. Like he you know, we are blessed with that ability that when we are praying, we lay hands also, you know, God has blessed us with that ability and that power to be able to, to just pray and call his name because through that blood of Jesus, we also have that power to, to help those who are in need, to help those who are sick, you know, in just calling Christ's name and being covered by the blood of Jesus. So his power reigns in all of us, his power, it just shows how powerful he was and and his his capability of helping others and glorify them through his through through that those means you know you bring up a really good point about um about jesus having this authority he had the authority in the touch of his hands and he had the authority in his spoken word yes, yes. and we see that we see that he can perform miracles and and i like the point that we also have this power right yeah. we know that he's jesus when he left he said he gives us the power to to uh tread over snakes and trample serpents mm. and you know we have the power of life and death in our tongue so we know that we have this power as well right. and 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 
it becomes a situation where instead of us just asking for this miracle mm -hmm. for ourselves, how can we ask for miracles for others? That's how can we right. be a conduit of a miracle for others? Right. And I think Jesus, Jesus showing us the way, mm -hmm. Jesus being walking and talking like Jesus, being in that shadow of Jesus. Mm -hmm. As Christians, we are called to be Christ-like. How right. can we be more like Christ? So even if you're on a mission, even if you're doing something else, you can stop and help someone. Just as Philia said, if you're on the plane and they call for a doctor, <laughs> you're going to stand up and say, right. hey, I'm here. I, I can help. Right. You are on your vacation or going somewhere. You have nothing to do with this. You're unconnected. But you can always help. And I think that lends itself to say that to be Christ-like is to mean that no matter what we're doing, we could be on a mission for something entirely different. Right. But we can show compassion. We can show love. We can pray for someone. We can ask someone if they need help. The miracles don't have to be grand. They oh. can be small miracles. Just by you asking someone, how are they doing? Do you need help to get up? That can change them. They can change their perspective and their outlook. Right. Just knowing that someone is kind and there's compassion. And it also gives an opportunity to say that, you know, when they ask, like, why are you doing this? It's like, because this is what my Jesus, my Jesus would right, do. This right. is what Jesus commands me to do right. because Christ loves you. You know, it's always an opportunity to make Christ the focal point. And I think what's very specific about all these healings that are happening. And I know we're focusing on miracles. This mm -hmm. is your season past the miracles because we all have things that we're praying for and we're asking for. I think it's important to know that this was not Jesus original mission. Right. His mission was to talk to you about the kingdom of God, to talk to the people, to preach about the kingdom of God. And ultimately he was going to be the sacrifice, right? This is, this is predestined pre-warned, yes. but on his way to the cross, he was going to talk about the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. But naturally, as God loves and has compassion, he heals. Right. It's what moves him. Sickness, infirmity, infirmity, being possessed, like having, like, and, and you know, my Aunt Betty, um, my Aunt Betty once told me, she called me and she was talking to me about, like, not drinking alcohol. She said, you know, you shouldn't drink alcohol. She's like, maybe, you know, you can drink wine, but don't drink the other hard stuff. And she said, <laughs> they call them spirits, Yemi. And, right? and, and the, <laughs> the reason why they call them spirits is because you don't ever know what spirit will come out of you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You all, everybody hopes that they can drink alcohol and be happy, you know, gives them confidence and reduces their inhibition so they can socialize more. But some people are angry. Some people are too loud. Mm -hmm. Some people are, are mean. And, you know, my, my, my aunt Betty was saying that you don't want these spirits. So even the, 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 the characters, the fruits of the Holy spirit, anything contrary to that, right. On contrary to those good things, these can be the unclean spirits that you're carrying. And God is trying to show you that he rebukes those things by his actions, right? This was not his primary focus. But because he is who he is, a God who loves and has compassion, he's going to be anti anything that's not mm. of him. Sickness, yes. unclean spirits, yes. poverty, right. uh, um, poor health. Like he's contrary to that thing, being shunned. He's moved by compassion. Yes. It's funny because in uh, church today, uh, my pastor was talking about the idea that 
you know, never make someone shame your pedestal of honor, you know, and what he meant is that, you know, when you say that Jesus, like the people who were shamed or the people who were, were, were sick and the people who needed help, you know, they were also ridiculed, you know, but their families, you know, would try to speak up because they believed in what they heard about Christ. It's like, you know, questions, you know, it's like, you know, pride allowed people to question what Jesus could do in a sense, right? It's like, it says doubt and pride will always create questions for Jesus in a sense, right? Because when people doubted him, he was there to show them. And when the news traveled about what this man can do, they no longer had that pride. It was like, no, we need help. We want us to, you know, cure our loved ones. You know, those who are sick, those who have mental needs, whatever the case might be, Jesus laid hands and they were healed immediately. And these people in society at the time, without having the help, if people didn't believe in Christ, if they didn't believe in his grace, they would always be ridiculed in society in a sense and marginalized because people already start to shun them because there was no one to really help them, you know? So I think understanding his grace and understanding the power that he had is showing how faith really reigned. And it also shows how Christ, you know, continues to, to exemplify what that faith is because without that faith, people would not have, have put their pride aside to go to him to ask him to heal their loved and sick ones in a sense. I mean, people heard about like these miracles, right? Mm -hmm. It was almost, it, it almost seemed like the same day right. that he commanded the demon possessed on the, the man uh, uh, when he was preaching the demons to come out the man and then he healed uh, Peter's uh, mother-in-law right. that by that evening, people were lining up oh, for right. a healing. Right. That means they pretty much felt like this is their hope. They had hope and faith. Like you said, they had faith in Christ that they would travel from wherever they were and say, put hands on my, right. on my loved one, mm -hmm. heal them, clean them, make them whole. And Jesus, it says, Jesus put hands on every one of them. And it's I mean, he did not turn away anyone, right. even like how, Imagine you had a full day and the end of the day, people are lining up outside right. talking about, come give me a healing. And right. you didn't even come here for that. Right. Right. You're like, you know, it's like when he it told is. his mom, like my, uh, my time has not it's come. Not right. right. We know that the miracle that Christ represents is the miracle of his birth right. and the and miracle of his resurrection. Amen. These are the two main miracle points that Jesus came from mm -hmm. or came for. But along the way, he represents something else. Right. Mercy, grace, mm. hope for those who are hopeless. Right. And news quickly spread because imagine you feeling hopeless and lost. Mm. And then you hear that there might be some miracle somewhere. Even if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, you're going to show up because right. you're like, this is something that can, if anything can help, I'm going to try it out, right? Mm. Imagine us looking for some miracle, like, like we'll do anything to help. And it doesn't even have to be of Christ. We don't even care. We'll do anything to solve our problem. And that's the point where Jesus is kind of like telling the demons, be quiet, mm. rebuking them when they're calling him by his, by name, his name, by his identity. It's not time for that revelation. And that revelation shouldn't come from demons. That re revelation should come from him speaking the truth mm. and people saying, oh, wow, this must be the son of God. Yes. 
-hmm. And it's not through the miracles, even though seniors believe and we talked about it. When he healed the man's son, that Philia brought up from afar without putting hands on him, he was like, if you don't see it, you don't believe it. It was almost a question about humanity's faith. Like, do you need a miracle to believe in God? Is the miracle of him dying for our sins and being resurrected, is that not enough? Do you need something extra? I mean, I, I ask for miracles all, all the time, time in my life. You know what I, I love about what you just said, Yemi? Um, you said that Jesus had his purpose. His purpose was to um, for his, his death and his res resurrection. That was his purpose, right? But along the way, he performed all of these things. So it makes me think of our purpose, right? When God, we all have a purpose, but in that purpose and plan that God has orchestrated, there are also all these branches that we have to go through, these hills, these valleys, these tunnels, these, these ponds, these lakes, these seas, right? To cross in order for us to get there. But along that way, we have to make it worthwhile. We have to um, be purposeful in that purpose mm. because we're not born today and reach that purpose tomorrow. Mm. It's a journey that we have to take. So let it mean, let it, let it count. So if it's going to count, then why not be kind? Why not help others? Why not help the poor? Why not help the sick? Why not be kind to everybody? Why not pray for those who cannot pray for themselves? You know, it's like, why, you know, why should we be petty? I understand it's a human thing to, to do it, right? But to think godly and to think Christ-like is to say, you know what, turn the other cheek or you know what, I forgive you because you do not know because I am a child of God and I am blessed and, 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 and glorified. So whatever it is that you're feeling or whatever it is you're, you're going through, I pray for you because mm -hmm. I'm already mm -hmm. there. And it's hard to do, but if you're constantly in the moment, you will always have it. You would never yes. feel like it's 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 left you, or you would never feel like you're not graced with it. So it just made me really think about what you said. You know, Jesus didn't come for that. He's like, you know, he told his mom, "Woman, it is not my time. The time has not come." Right? But the same with us in that way. If we are if we are Christ-like, the time has not come. But along the way, we have we must we are responsible. We, it is our moral obligation to make it count. Ooh. There is, there is purpose on the way to your purpose. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is the, Philia described the definition of living a purpose-filled life, yes, right? Yes. You have, there might be an ultimate purpose. And a lot of us are even searching for purpose, for meaning to our life. But it doesn't mean that there isn't meaning every single day. No. It doesn't mean that you can't be purposeful every day. And being purposeful is like Philia described being kind, being compassionate, mm -hmm. showing love, showing, giving help. I mean, these are things that we see Jesus doing on his way to the cross. Mm -hmm. The ultimate purpose, dying for our sin. He was purposeful every single day. And despite the fact that it was not his time, if you came to be healed, he was going to heal, heal you. You, you asked mm -hmm. to be healed. He was going to heal you yes. and he was not going to rebuke you and say like, this is not part of the plan. Mm -hmm. This is not what I'm here to do. I just came to eat. Mm -hmm. It's getting mm -hmm. late. <laughs> right? All the things we as humans do and say, <laughs> because he's preaching about the kingdom of God, but he's also showing us what it's like to walk and act like we are living in the kingdom of God. That mm -hmm. is a purposeful everyday life that you can do something better 
for yourself and for someone else every single day of your life. There's no excuse. There's no excuse to ask someone if they need help. Right. right? Like even if you're having a bad day, someone is probably having a worse day. Right? day yes. It doesn't mean that you can't extend yourself to help, especially because there's so many little things that are in our abilities. Right. Even, hey, how are you doing? Right. That is in right. our ability. Hey, you okay? You need anything? That is in our ability. Hey, I'm checking in on you. How are you doing? That is in our ability. Sometimes we don't have the strength for it. Sometimes that purpose that we are doing, that miracle we are working in our life is just getting out of bed. Because we may be in physical, emotional, mental, spiritual pain and bondage. Mm -hmm. But every single day should be an opportunity to perform a miracle for ourselves or for uh, someone else. Someone else. You know, it, that is so poignant that you mentioned that, you know, for ourselves or for someone else, because the idea that when someone is silent, right, and they need someone to speak, that's why I said, for those who cannot pray for themselves, you know, pray for those who speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves or speak out, because grace speaks up for those who are ashamed and those who are silenced. You know, it's like your grace is the one that shines and is the beacon for those who cannot, those who are oppressed. You know, so when you know who you are, it's like, I'm not here for that. You know, you you need help? All right, I'm going to take care of this for you. You know, I'm going to ask my God. I'm going to pray to my God, and you do the same because I know He can do what He can mm-hmm. do for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so so many people who are so adamant about God. And yeah. you're like, God, why are you so like turned up? You know, <laughs> for God, and you like, cause they know. You know that feeling of I just know. I know that and I know that I know exactly. that exactly, and that's what makes me understand what that means. You know who you are. I don't care. You cannot dim this light. Mm. You cannot dim my purpose. Mm. So do your thing. I'm here to do my thing. You know. I and love that. It, it's it's such a beautiful thing when you have that confidence. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. beautiful. You know who you are and you know whose you are, right? Yes. You are a child yes. of God. You yes. know where you come from. You speak with power oh, and authority. Amen. You have that confidence that God can do it and that you can do all things <laughs> through God who strengthens you. Yes. But like to think about this, like Jesus as just a miracle worker mm-hmm. is so limiting, right? Because he is a miracle worker, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a song, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, right. Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. He mm-hmm. is all these things and more. Right. There's so many names that God has because you call on him in different situations for different things, but he's not limited to one thing, right? The whole idea of him healing this many at this time because news were spreading around and people were like, I don't care. This is my last resort. I don't know who this man is, but if he can do something, not even like, wow, the son of man has arrived, mm-hmm. not even seeing what it is that he can do. He can cl- cleanse you from ultimate sin, mm-hmm. give you life. And we're not just talking about the life that you're asking for right now. I can't see, right? You still have life. He's talking about beyond that, 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 that life that comes beyond this life that eternal life Mm. that he came to give us. But in the midst of him on a mission to give us eternal life, he's still healing us in this life. life. He's still saving us in this life. And and I think, I think I I don't want this to be lost, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want 
even though this is a season past the miracles, mm -hmm. I don't want us to treat God or Jesus while we're examining this as just a miracle worker. Right. He's like a so separate entity. He's so much more than that. Right. right. And this is this like like Philly and I are, are describing, this wasn't his ultimate purpose, purpose. but no. he lived a purposeful life Amen. and we can learn Amen. from, from this. That's how we access it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We access Amen. it because God, the Bible says, put um, God, uh, uh, put ye first the kingdom of God mm, and all, all things will be yes. added on to So instead of asking for a miracle, ask, how can I live a purposeful life mm. today? How can I serve someone else? Yes. That miracle that you're asking for, it's not that God doesn't want to give it to you right. or that he won't give it to you, but what is, what are you, what is driving you? Be about that what, action. Like you say, yeah, right? Christ is about that action. <laughs> I think about the things that I ask for, for God, for breakthroughs. And right. I'm just like asking him, okay, give me this. Give me what, what's driving me to ask for these things? Right. Am I trying to keep up with the Joneses? Right. Am I am I just trying to live in this life, a life that I think is worthy of this life right. that's right. Instagrammable, <laughs> that looks like what you know I should be having? Right. Or am I trying to live a God life that's worthy of God, right. that's right. worthy to you know to, that stands up to the life that Jesus walked? Sometimes we need to put you know put away all these quote unquote miracles that we're asking for. And just live a purposeful life. God doesn't want to deny us anything. No. But seek ye first the kingdom of God first. Yes. And then all things will be hand, added on to you. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. Not just to like bandage our, our, our wounds. He can do that too. Yes, we know that. Mm -hmm. He's a miracle worker. But do you know what he's giving you? It's more than just, just that. My leg is broken. Heal me. Uh, I can't see. Heal me. I'm sick. Heal me. Uh, it's more than that. You know, my my friend uh, has depression. Heal her. Uh, my 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 boyfriend has anger issues. Heal him. It's more than that. If we see God as He is, if we see Jesus Christ as He is, that miracle we're asking for. We've already, we've received. already received it. We've claimed it. It's ours. <laughs> yeah, we would already realize that the yes. miracle that we're seeking is ours. That is what it is. And you know, I I want to I want to um reference uh, Isaiah 50, 53, 4 because it's it's really important that we know that the Old Testament called you know prophesied for Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus was to come. The, the word everyone knew it at the time. They were waiting for the fulfillment. They couldn't see it, right? Like this, this, this man is performing miracles and they don't know if he's the son of man or the Messiah. He's just mm -hmm. a person who performs miracles. He must be sent from God. Mm -hmm. They might even call him a prophet. Right. <laughs> they may even say he was an <laughs> angel, right? But they weren't calling him the son of man because the son of man had something, something special. And you can't see it if you don't really understand what that special is. If you don't really understand what the gift that God is giving us, it's hard for us to really, really capture our miracle. Right. So Isaiah 53, 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was cursed for our iniquities. Mm. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. Mm. And with his wounds, we are healed. Amen. That healing is that already healing yours, is already brother yours. and sisters. Yes. It is yours. Right. 
he is performing these miracles and because he's supposed to bear our sickness, but all of that is also nailed to the cross. Yes. Claim it, receive it. Know that God and Jesus, Jesus made a way for you already. Know that that miracle you're working for, it is already done. Right. It was nailed to the cross. He's come to give you life and life more abundantly. But seek God first. Mm. The seek kingdom of first. God. As Philia said, every day should be purposeful. purposeful. Yes. Every day. Amen. Well said, sis. Wow. Well, we thank you for tuning into this podcast and hope you enjoyed this discussion on healing the sick during the evening in Capernaum. <laughs> Before we end, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close with a prayer. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast today. First, we would like to announce that we'll be back next Wednesday to discuss season two, episode seven on the miracles of Jesus Christ. We are delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesday's YouTube live discussion, where we will be discussing your season pass to miracles and how they relate to our walk with Christ. This will take place tonight at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Lastly, our weekly podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. If you like us, spread the news and follow us. Click that like button and then comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that when you are for us, nothing can be against us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are at the right hand of the Father continually interceding for us. And we thank you for that, that nothing can separate us from your love. We ask that you be with your servant in times of sickness. Psalm 107, 20 says that you send out your word and heal. So then please send your healing word to your servant in the name of Jesus. Drive out all infirmity and sickness from our bodies. Lord, look upon us with eyes of mercy. May your healing hand rest upon us. May your life giving powers flow into every cell of our bodies and into the depths of our soul, cleansing, purifying, restoring us to wholeness and strength for service in your kingdom. Lord of all nations, you display your power in all the world. You are the miracle working God. You turned water into wine. You restored sight to the blind and you made the deaf hear. Heavenly Father, you heal the sick and raise the dead. You conquer death in your resurrection. Everything you touch is powerfully transformed. So, Heavenly Father, give us the strength to follow you. Give us the strength to turn our faces towards you and allow our faces to shine. Father God, turn our face and bring us peace and grace. May the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you. O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, may we all come in agreement and say amen, amen, and amen.
Oh, thank you. We appreciate your love and your avid support. We wish you all a blessed morning and can't wait to see you tonight on Treading Faith Live at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Have a safe and productive week. We love you and we'll see you then. Bye.